0: It's the River City Podcast Federation. Hello and welcome to Afternoonified, the podcast where we're running out of cold opens. I'm Ryan and I'm Emily. This was Ryan's episode, not mine. <laughs> I the newscaster voice.
1: Yeah, that was real heavy newscaster voice.
0: Tonight at eleven, it's in your food. It could be killing you. Also, what the fuck is a tulpa, Ryan? i'm glad you asked
1: so obviously we're talking about tulpas today folks i don't say folks
0: folks i i like folks it, it's soft you know you
1: put too much l in it you like full-on folks it for me it's like folks like yolk Folksy. you don't pronounce the yeah. l in yolk yolk you do god it's like <laughs> milk it's like putting too much l in it i don't know
0: Um, I just have a a hatred of people who say milk because that's not an E. (laughs) Milk. Milk. Big. Um, A certain Ben, who I've mentioned many times, I'm not going to specify which one you'll have to guess, says shut up, says bagel and it makes me want to kick him in the ass. Every single time he says it, he's from Wisconsin. You can't say
1: bagel. Bagel. No. Ew.
0: Las Vegas ew ew Uh, but i love him yeah
1: i don't know i feel like that's a that's a deal breaker right there
0: um this is unrelated but uh somewhat related so you know when you are like lying awake at night and you think of something really embarrassing that you did like six months ago and then you want to kill yourself yes um i think it was like a couple nights ago i was lying in bed uh, watching a nature documentary like you do And then all of a sudden my brain is like Hey remember that time you met uh, Henry Zebrowski And you told him i much you love Ben Feldman <laughs> <laughs> And then it took me like half an hour after that To like calm myself down again
1: That's not that embarrassing I mean who doesn't love Ben Feldman He's a cutie
0: He is uh, But telling his uh, co-star from a cancelled TV sitcom <sighs> yeah. It's m- m- closer to embarrassing. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I'll give you that. It's closer.
0: Yes. All right. So, uh, tulpas are what we're talking about. I think they're also referred to as thought forms.
1: Indeed, they are. So, tulpas cool. or thought forms. There are many names for them, and we're going to cover a few of them. But uh, for the Ooh, most many part, names. Yes, there are definitely a, a strong multiple.
0: Um, <laughs> but for the Your most part, a strong multiple. <laughs> leave my mother out of this she's a nice lady she is a very nice lady (laughs) she knit me a coffee cozy or not knit but sewed
1: yeah she hella didn't knit she knit me one once and told me that she was never knitting me anything ever again so she knit you a coffee cozy i would know that she loved you more than me which wouldn't be surprising
0: i still love i use that coffee cozy Aw, she's gonna think that's so sweet
1: tell her that if you're on our drunk or mama show messed up mom (laughs) <laughs> i almost said drunk or nudified not- but that's not what i'm calling my other podcast no that's
0: that's that upcoming be, in the season yes that's this podcast
1: i already can't keep them straight so tulpas since we're super on topic today um yes, ma'am. they are a creation or object or person or creature etc but the i guess the point is that it's born out of mental energy or spirituality so that's the
0: base so like a like a a ghost like kind of
1: imaginary friends is probably the easiest like thing to compare it to it's like having an imaginary friend but basically like you imagine something so hard that it like kind of becomes real and you can interact with it sort of like a ghost
0: i remember this episode of uh supernatural fairly well yes um because it is one of my favorites yeah
1: Season one, episode thirteen, or something like that. It's pretty close to that.
0: Yeah, I mean it's no weekend at Bobby's, but it's pretty good. Yeah, I don't know.
1: French mistake. That's a good one.
0: That was that was a little too meta for me. I, I like the ones that are just like yeah. a. I like the ghost that lives in the uh, portrait and like slits people's throats. Mm, that's a good one. That for some reason that
1: feels very you.
0: Yeah, well, I like straight up ghost stuff, and it, season one was very solid. But um, the thought form episode where it was a ghost. Yes. Did they call it a thought form in that? Or they they called it a tulpa, right? They called it a tulpa. Mm, Yes. Or Bobby called it a tulpa. I think this was pre-Bobby.
1: Yeah. This is where they meet like the ghost facers, right? Aren't the ghost facers on this one? Yeah. Yes,
0: it is the first ghost. Okay. Anyway, enough supernatural talk.
1: Um, So tulpas actually go back really, really far. Um, The concept actually originated in Tibetan Buddhism and they were called sprulpas sprulpa sprulpa i don't know how you say it
0: sprulpa you managed to make a tibetan word sound very german i'm
1: learning polish right now so if i have an accent on anything it's gonna be something that's
0: like germanic or slavic that's all you i got say you just say exalt <laughs> <Did I>? exalt <laughs> yeah, look you i did. still have french then i didn't lose
1: all of them Actually, Polish is basically like imagine a French person and a Russian person were having an argument. That's what Polish sounds like.
0: Ha, 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 <laughs> Pretty
1: much. Wow. Can that just be our new can we just open every episode with that sound clip?
0: I want that to open every show. I've got the new. I do too, because heart. I just woke up from
1: a nap. <laughs> so I've got I've got like the mornings. Um Anyway, oh. we really should get on with this because it's been like a solid 15 minutes. I'm not doing the episode. I'm on sentence two.
0: It's been eight and I'm a half minutes since we started recording. Two. But... I didn't
1: even finish the second sentence.
0: Okay. Okay. I promise I will let you read for a couple minutes before I go ha <laughs> ha again. <laughs> I don't think I can now. This has been Afternoonified with Ryan Haggerty and French Pierre <laughs>
1: Escargo. Oh, Oh what's the one that Lucas always says He always <laughs> Oh I remember now I, I feel like it has to be from a movie or something But he always goes um... Shit what is it Something fancy fly extraordinaire But he does not in this really ridiculous French accent But it's a uh... Oh Fernando It's a, Fernando fancy fly extraordinaire I feel like it has to be
0: from a movie That's more Spanish Yeah it kind of is I don't know accents clearly um, um i was thinking more all that or uh frenching with freakazoid oh yeah the bathtub thing i, I get that yeah yeah prs
1: cargo oh that's where that's from okay anyway references aside sprawl pus this has nothing to do with France. no not even close this is Sproul tibetan pus. buddhism this is from the feet of mount everest the
0: feet the butt i don't know it's not the it's head it's the foot. It's the foot of Mount Everest, but you made it plural and it was weird. <laughs> okay, it's at the feet of the
1: Himalayas. Is that better? Because Himalayas yeah, is... actually. Well. Okay, all right. Yes. Now that we're grammatically correct with our idioms. So the Sprolpa was meant to be an emanation or manifestation, but has since been adapted by many modern day spirituality i don't want to say cults but it's like the alternative spirituality um spiritualities
0: that seem to have adopted this um this sounds like some chaos magic bullshit where if you like will it it is so yeah it's basically it's spiritualities
1: that deal with paranormal and mysticism so it's like pagans and witchcraft believers and it's like occultists it's it's those kind of people I say those okay. kind of people but i i'm like i definitely three-quarter ass some witchcraft so i can't make fun of it so too it's, hard
0: it's kind of in the same vein as the oto um yeah but with less uh transportation butt magic butt magic, yes uh definitely doing a t-shirt with a uh, teleportation butt magic on it, it needs to happen for sure and now we have to have one that's ha 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 borscht <laughs> it's oh excuse me oh. anyway so a th- that's a callback oh God. we need to really do this
1: episode anyway the term tulpa is used by modern practitioners to describe a sort of imaginary friend that they believe to be both sentient and autonomous um, according to ancient buddhist texts a tulpa is a mind-made body uh, the mind-made body is what allowed Buddha and other monks to ascend past our earthly realms and into the heavenly realm. So it's what got them out of the cycle of reincarnation and allowed them to rise they above mean, Like us.
0: astral project. Exactly.
1: So they basically reinvented themselves as a spirit and used that spirit to astral project. And that is kind of the OG Tulpa.
0: Okay, so they were like, I'm done reincarnating Peace. And then they made themselves a ghost. astral
1: projected themselves into heaven, and then when their like physical body died, that's where they went because they found heaven something along those lines. okay um, okay, so this concept also explains how the Buddha was able to perform miracles of multiplication, um so I guess there were these stories where he would appear in the sky over and over and over again, so it was just like a thousand copies of Buddha in the sky, which sounds really no, terrifying that sounds awful Uh, yeah it sounds terrifying but apparently that's how he did it was via tulpas and astral projection um uh, fun fact so the 14th dalai lama is considered by some to be the emanation reincarnation slash tulpa of the bodhisattva of compassion whose name was chenrezig i'm probably saying that wrong wait
0: are you saying that the that the dalai lama doesn't actually exist yeah it's a tulpa
1: yeah Well, maybe not the current one. I don't know which Dalai Lama we're on, but whichever one was the 14th one supposedly was a Tulpa. Hold on. We've got to be further along. Buddhism's old as fuck. We've got to be on like 116 Uh, at least.
0: Oh, no. I think we're only on like 20. I think we're less far along than we are with presidents because they're the Dalai Lama until
1: they die. (sighs) Let's see. Tenzin Gyaso is the 14th and he was born in 1935. So he's the current one. Right? That
0: guy's still alive. He's old AF, but he's... Hold he's on. kicking. What the fuck is a... Tolkas? Oh. Sorry. I ended up on mm. Wikipedia. Okay, let's see. Um... What Dalai Lama
1: are we on? I'm not the only one to Google this. That's comforting. So this is the 14th. fourteen. So he's a Tulpa. Well, it does. That he's the Tolpa of Bodhisattva of Compassion, though, who's, like, pretty chill. Uh chenrezig i don't know how else to say it it's c-h-e-n like chen and then r-e and then z-i-g chen. chenrezig
0: yeah i mean the um emphasis yeah. might be on a different syllable but chenrezig chenrezig i don't know it's
1: anyway bodhisattva of compassion um so another modern day word for tulpa is thought form which we briefly mentioned uh and that word was coined in 1927 and i believe it's way less cool sounding than tulpa tulpa is really mysterious so we're going with tulpa
0: yeah thought form just sounds like some new agey bullshit that someone named staffire yeah that you think about with. while
1: you meditate it's like some shit
0: which, that's exactly what it is, if I'm not it, mistaken. It is. But I would actually
1: prefer <laughs> that it didn't sound like that's what it is.
0: Okay. Um, okay, it needs to sound
1: cool. Exactly. So, there was a... Well, we are going to talk about France very briefly. Um, specifically, a oh. Belgian-French explorer, spiritualist, and Buddhist named Alexandra David Miel... Miel... N- I don't know. I don't do French. Is it spelled
0: like the guy from One Direction?
1: No. It's spelled N-E-E-L, but there's an accent on the first E. Nael.
0: Neel. Something. something
1: like that. Anyway, this person claimed to have observed um, this tulpa-ness happening in Tibet in the 20th century, um, and she reported that the tulpas are magical formations generated by a powerful concentration of thought. So, that's I mean pretty obvious. Seems, yeah. Sounds yeah. Um she also went on to write that an accomplished bodhisattva is capable of affecting ten different kinds of magical creations. The power of producing ten. yeah. So there's ten different things they can do, Tulpas being one of them. Um Ooh. Yeah.
0: Can we pause for one second? We may. Was <laughs> that it? Is that all you wanted? <laughs> what are we oh man it's an episode of lore what are we watching (laughs) we're not it sounds like we are i hear music yeah this is the last time i can use the uh soundboard without having to pay so we're gonna fill this episode with weird sounds is what you're saying let's not do that one okay i'm (laughs) done Okay, I'm done. Sorry. I just noticed it, and like this is the last time that I'm going to be able to use it without having to pay $20. So um, continue. Ten different kinds of magic.
1: So, oh, so I do talk about tol- tolkus. So tolkus are... Oh, cool. Um, they are less lasting and less materialized tolpas. So, like... Okay. Like, <laughs> temporary tolpas, I guess. Um they belong to exclusively to such mystic exalted beings supposedly um any human divine or demonic being may be possessed of it so tolku's can do possessing while i think tolpa's kind of just become their own like person
0: so like a tolku is a ghost and a tolpa is bigfoot
1: yeah yeah think of it like that um, so the only difference really comes from the degree of power, and this depends on the strength of concentration and the quality of the mind itself. So if you're going to make a tulpa, commit and make it a tulpa and don't give up halfway through and let a tolku loose in this world. Okay. All right. Um. So they went on to write that the tulpa's ability to develop a mind of its own. Uh. So this is a quote. Um, once the tulpa is endowed with enough vitality to be capable of playing the part of a real being it tends to free itself from its maker's control this says tibetan occultists, happens nearly mechanically just as the child when his body is completed and able to live apart leaves its mother's womb so basically you raising a tulpa is like it being in your womb and then you will birth it and it will leave
0: you i don't like that analogy but okay i don't either but that's what
1: they used um so uh, this alexandra david nail claimed to have created a tulpa in the image of a jolly friar tuck like monk which later developed a life of its own and had to be destroyed Um, um what yeah So she also, she raised the possibility that her experience was um, imagined. She said, I may have created my own hallucination, though she reports that others could see the thought forms that have been created. So she said, I might have hallucinated, but they saw it too.
0: Now, she was just out there in the Himalayas, like blasted out of her mind. Seriously. Or opium. Something.
1: Blasting out of her mind. Something. Maybe just oxygen deprivation i mean oh, it is the God. feet of the himalayas um so there was a uh theosophist i guess is how you'd say it uh a, like, like a
0: these
1: gods like a th- like a theos like yeah like gods but then fist like uh like i'm assuming like th- i don't know like a, a studier of theosophist. oh like a philosophist i think but like with Theology. philosophist isn't a word F- philosoph- philosophy philosophy philosopher what do you call someone who philosopher but she's a philosophist a theophist i don't know anyway her this- name is Annie and in her book thought forms she divided them into three different classes or like forms um based on the person who created them um so there's the form that resembles objects or the form that resembles people. And those may become ensouled by natural spirits or by the dead. And then there are forms that represent inherent qualities from the astral or mental planes, such as emotions. So I, sometimes you can make like an object. Like, I guess if you really wanted to, you could have like a Tulpa teacup. Um, I don't know what the point of that would be, but
0: I mean, if you really need like a new car, you could manifest one. At that point I'm sure you're just stealing a car. Yeah, that's yeah, if you see a car and you're like that's my tolpa, it's probably not your tolpa. It's someone else's Mini Cooper. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um okay, so this is going to get weird. Um so we're oh, moving like on to the modern day. day. Yeah, so we're moving on okay. to modern day. We're talking about the here and now. Uh or pretty close, 2009. um so anonymous posters on the glorious website 4chan
0: oh my god is this the is this the dead boy is this the dead boy no it's the brownies um oh oh, this is better than the dead boy it is um at
1: first i thought that it was um like brownies but they spelled it wrong and i was like nope that's brownies
0: um um, (laughs) not as sweet and delicious (laughs)
1: But now, once I read the sentence, you're going to realize why that would be weird. Um, (laughs) So anonymous people on the website 4chan started experimenting with creating tulpas um, by getting basically giving each other assignments and stuff. And everyone would collectively focus on creating a
0: tulpa, but it didn't gain much traction. Um, Flocus is when you try to create a tulpa. (laughs) First Lady of the United States, and we do not have more than one Michelle Obama running around. Oh, so, Logan. <laughs> anyway. or are you focused on getting uh, car insurance at a reduced rate? Oh, God, you wah wah. Where's your soundboard for um, that one? At... I can do this. Oh, mm-hmm.
1: yep. Fine. Anyway, so it wasn't gaining a lot of traction until it started to gain popularity through the emergence of Bronies um shit you not bronies the my little pony friendship is magic
0: fandom is responsible for the growth of this utter bullshit now i want to preface this by saying that i very much enjoy that show what it is soft it is warm and it is funny and i enjoy it okay it's like a freshly baked cookie like a brownie (laughs) yes (laughs) anyway you know it's a good show but bronies (laughs) are weird They are super fucking
1: weird. Um, for anyone who doesn't know what bronies are, they are men who live in their parents' Yeah, adult male fans probably live in their mom's basements, who are really obsessed with the show My Little Ponies, and they tend to get real sexual with it. And it's
0: Do you remember the episode of Bob's Burgers with the equestronauts?
1: I don't I don't watch Bob Burgers. I've seen a few episodes, but I don't.
0: Like, watch. Um, Tina, Tina who is a 14 year old girl Loves uh, the equestronauts Which is a horse based cartoon And she goes to a convention And it's all grown men Yeah that's bronies <laughs>
1: Okay so anyway They are the reason that this actually started To catch on um, And so they would sit around and try to Manifest My little ponies for themselves The fuck they didn't specify but to fuck uh, it's yeah
0: yeah it was like masturbatory material Mm -hmm. they were gonna try to fuck the ponies invisible
1: imaginary kids show ponies
0: well well, i mean to be fair it is a kids show but also a lot of those ponies have like jobs and careers and like their own houses so they've got to be at least in their mid-20s it doesn't make it any better it's still oh no 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 it's still awful i'm just saying it's not illegal
1: Mm, i mean if it's animated is anything illegal i feel Uh, like that's gonna uh, be a a big argument here in a couple years when virtual reality porn becomes a big thing like they're gonna be like well is it okay to make bestiality that's the biggest question
0: about the ready player one um universe but whatever (laughs)
1: anyway um so these people decided to start making a name for themselves
0: to because of course they yeah
1: do. so um they decided uh that they are tulpomancers is what they're calling themselves no
0: they're they're tulpies
1: yeah but no, they're calling themselves tulpomancers, which is pretty dumb and apparently tulpomancers is an actual demographic that has been studied yeah so this is the demographic for tulpies or tulpamancers or bronies (laughs) or pieces of shit
0: hey if we say it enough and think about it enough it's a thing
1: tulpies tulpies anyway they are primarily urban middle-class euro-american adolescent and young adults that's the demographic, and they cite loneliness. Don't forget the chin beards. Yeah. The, the neck, neck beards. Um, and the fedoras. And fedoras. And they cite loneliness and social anxiety as an incentive to pick up the practice. I mean, My bullshit. that part makes sense to a degree. I mean, <clears throat> if you're lonely and socially anxious and can't go outside. A fuck
0: pillow. Don't fuck Pony. i'm not talking about like, the pony even if part. It i'm was... just talking
1: about coming up with tulpas like imaginary friends oh, like that okay. makes sense if it's if you're like that lonely and like kind of pathetic yeah make a tulpa
0: i don't know get a, get a flashlight oh god you know
1: i don't like they're not always sexual it's just saying that in general mansers those who are really obsessed with tulpas tend to be middle-class young adults Um, So 93.7% of the respondents expressed that their involvement with the creation of tulpas has made their condition better and has led to new unusual sensory experiences.
0: I would just say that they made themselves more weird and thus less likely to get real friends. Exactly.
1: Some practitioners have sexual and romantic interactions with their tulpas, though the practice is controversial and trending towards taboo.
0: What? How do they? It's not real. They're just, the air and have you seen those
1: shows where it's like i'm in love with my car i'm in love with like inflatable yeah but that's a
0: physical thing and then like that lady who married the eiffel tower isn't fucking it she would if she could well i mean it is a penis shaped tower so (sighs) it's even a little
1: bit crooked you know it's perfect um anyway One survey found that 8.5% support a metaphysical explanation of tulpas. I don't even know what that means. So basically, they think that it's like explainable, like like it's real.
0: No, it's not. Um, Agreed.
1: Anyway, 76.5% support a neurological or psychological explanation, saying that they're inventing it in their own head. Okay, that is more likely. And then 14% say that there are other explanations, and I don't know what that means, and I'm
0: disturbed by it. Ghosts, it's ghosts, it's always ghosts.
1: Yeah. Pretty much ghosts, demons, possession. I don't know. Um, according to www.tolpa.info, this is how you make a tulpa. <laughs> this is
0: a very reliable source.
1: Yes. Tulpa.info. Um, I'm just gonna read this straight out from the website because no, why wouldn't you? It's informative. It's it's very informative. So you'll create a tulpa by imagining a person in your head and treating them as a person. The exact mechanism is unknown, but as you give a tulpa attention and believe it can be a sentient person, it will grow into one and act independently of you. At first, you will be narrating to your tulpa, speaking to it and visualizing it in your mind. And with time, you'll be able to communicate through various methods, which will be described in the next section. I don't think I put that section in here, so we won't be describing that. Keep in mind that when a tulpa starts talking, it doesn't mean that they are complete or finished by any means. Like a person, a tulpa is never done and you should never be going for a finished tulpa when you make one. You should be focused on nurturing and teaching your tulpa and allowing them to grow as a person with you. While at the same time, you learn about yourself and grow as a person in turn. So
0: there is a film called Not Another Happy Ending, and it is one of my favorite movies. And it is about a fiction writer who's trying to finish her book. And at one point, her main character starts harassing her in the real world. Now she is definitely talking to herself but just stranger than fiction because it's also the plot of that movie it's a scottish romantic comedy and it's amazing but um is it that kind of concept yeah,
1: yeah. Basically, like you imagine it, and you're thinking about something so much, and eventually, you're like talking to it the same way you, like, a kid would talk to an imaginary friend. Okay. So kids well, actually are like really good at making tulpas. Like most, a lot of kids who have really strong imaginary friends, they probably are basically tulpas. Um, that like, the is kids are probably actually talking
0: to about them. where I stopped when I started doing the research for this, like a year and a half ago.
1: Yeah, is the whole imaginary friends. Thing. Yes,
0: because it creeped me out. Kids are awful. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I don't dive too much into the kid thing, but um, anyway, i got to finish reading this tulpa.info thing. Um, Okay, so it takes time and effort to make a tulpa into a self-sufficient and balanced individual, and their independence and personality will grow and flourish over time like any regular human beings. Creating a tulpa, (laughs) supposedly, uh, again, this is from tulpa.info, I don't know how reliable that is because it's not a .org, Um, creating a tulpa, (laughs)
0: fire websites it's actually not
1: i i know what it is i've seen pictures i've not seen it but um no it's it's really actually not that bad um Hmm. web design wise not as bad as i thought it would be um anyway creating a tulpa means committing to and raising and living with another person and this is a lifelong commitment not one that ends when your tulpa starts speaking um now During my research, this is me talking. I'm no longer quoting the website. Um, During my research, I came across a website about lucid dreaming that covers tulpas. And though the whole idea of tulpas in general is a little out there, this seemed to actually be giving good advice. So it talked about how to visualize personalities and getting used to talking to your tulpa and how to keep the tulpa in the background when you aren't talking to it. So that way it's like in the room with you to strengthen it. Um, However, they then ruined how good they were doing by providing a way to check if your tulpa is actually there um so basically don't like it what you're supposed to do is lay down and say to your tulpa show me something random with your eyes closed and your tulpa should show you something weird like walking through its home planet or just taking you somewhere weird but I'd say that's probably you just daydreaming or maybe even even hallucinating and probably not a tulpa injecting thoughts in your head
0: Sometimes when I'm trying to fall asleep, stuff will just fly through my head like a picture of an orange. Exactly. Or like
1: Beyonce's Exactly. But this is basically the first thing that pops in your head, you can automatically go like oh, that's the Tulpa, but it's probably not. It's probably your own fucking brain. Um <laughs> so,
0: It's always your own brain. Um
1: Yeah. Yeah. While we're on this topic, actually, um talking about hallucinating and our own brains. It's important to note that Tulpas are not related to schizophrenia. Okay. The creation of a tulpa is a conscious decision, usually done for companionship, and it should not ever lead to like random, uninvited hallucinations or hearing of yeah, voices yeah. or other like implications in your life. It should never get to that point. If it does, then there is something wrong. And it doesn't mean that you made a better tulpa, it means that you actually probably are schizophrenic and the tulpa thinks a coincidence. Yeah,
0: tulpa is a like. A process, schizophrenia is.
1: Yeah, Tulpa is a choice and schizophrenia is not. Remember, Tulpa always um, a choice. <laughs> tulpa always the wrong choice. Okay, so are tulpas dangerous or can they hurt you is a question that comes up a lot. And the answer is pretty much no. Um, a tulpa supposedly isn't supposed to hurt you unless you seriously fuck up during the creation and you end up making them hate you with the fire of a thousand suns. Um, and even then it can't physically harm you, but they can potentially drive you crazy from the inside out. So if you do make a tulpa, don't be a dick to it.
0: Well, yeah, that's good manners. Lucille, I can I, hear I, you in there. Lucille.
1: some people believe that tulpas are actually demons that have been summoned purely by brain power um but since tulpas mostly just provide companionship and don't harm you unless under extreme circumstances i'd say that theory is kind of bunk
0: yeah um it's more angel like or neutral
1: yeah yeah exactly um so demonic possessions out um there are tips here about how to get rid of it
0: that's good you should Um, since we taught them how to create one
1: Yeah, let's teach people how to fix their problems. So there are some easy ways to get rid of a tulpa, and the main one is to meditate and think about your tulpa. Imagine it is there in front of you, but then practice seeing it inside of a white shield of light. And when the shield is up, you can't hear it, and it can't interact with you. So you're
0: putting it in a box. Um,
1: Basically, and you have to practice every day seeing it inside of that shield and unable to make a sound in your mind while the shield is up and this will help you to remove the bonds between it and you and it could take a while and will probably take you longer than it took you to create it so if you are going to have to remove it it's going to be like a thing
0: it is a thing
1: yeah um so a note on tulpas and lucid dreaming because that's actually where they really come into play um the most um tulpas are easier to see talk to and interact with while you're lucid dreaming because your brain is basically hallucinating whatever you want it to hallucinate so it's similar to like astral projection and stuff too um so depending on how much you really believe in that if you wanted to try to make a tulpa teaching yourself how to lucid dream would be a good way to practice um So you might look at tulpas as a way to have like a friend in the lucid dream with you, a sort of guardian or a guide, and it can make some of the scarier lucid dreams a little less intense because sometimes lucid dreaming leads to sleep paralysis and it can be really, really scary and intense, like out-of-body experiences. Yeah. Um, so some people have actually reported seeing their tulpas when they experience sleep paralysis. And that is terrifying because when you have sleep paralysis, everything is automatically scary and bad because your brain is like in panic mode. Um, so it will automatically make your tulpa look scary and bad. So your tulpa could be a very insidious thing during a sleep paralysis episode. But if you're um, having an out of body experience, it could help guide you through the, you know, the other world or whatever.
0: Um, so again film reference uh there was a disney channel movie called don't look under the bed Uh about uh this girl who was being haunted by a boogeyman and she had like her little brother's imaginary friend helping her and it turns out that boogeyman was her imaginary friend but she had neglected it for so long that it turned all evil now i want to watch that movie
1: yeah yeah that basically is like I feel like so if kids are actually making tulpas and stuff, I feel like they would end up having a lot more problems with these tulpas later in their life. But it seems like that's not usually the case. I
0: don't know. Like, they forget about them and they stop hearing them in their heads because kids can do yeah, that. Yeah, but the you tulpa know?
1: supposedly is sentient. Like, what do the tulpas do? Just be like, oh, he forgot me. No big deal. I'll just go off on my own. Like, I feel like tulpas would get mad that you forgot them, you know?
0: Maybe that's what they, demons are. They're forgotten tulpas oh <gasps> we cracked the code um so who
1: is this olivia that's Tell terrifying me about this olivia chick that you were telling me about
0: right okay so um this came up when i was doing research uh it is the story of olivia mabel um not confirmed to be real i just want to like make that clear it might have been a marketing ploy for a, a kickstarter
1: ah. <laughs> whatever
0: You know how that goes here on Afternoonified. (laughs) The show is made up; facts don't matter. Clearly, tell me about Olivia Mabel. Okay, so Olivia Mabel was a woman uh, in Selena, Texas, who um, her son uh, died of accidental drowning. Mm -hmm. So she kind of became recluse. No one heard from her or saw her for three years until a series of 911 calls where no one spoke on the other line triggered a check on the house. Mm -hmm. Um, Officers uh, stated that the house was unkempt and the house appeared vacant, um, you know, like abandoned. Um, However, inside they found the the body of Olivia sitting in her rocking chair. Uh, They had determined she had died some months ago, so months before these calls Uh, And in front of her was an altar to her dead son. Oh, do they think the son was, like, sentient and called 911 for her? Oh, hold, please. Uh, Upon consulting with an officer who was there when the body was discovered in conjunction with a paranormal investigator. Why were they already
1: talking to paranormal investigators? They jumped right to conclusions uh, on that.
0: It was determined that Olivia was trying to create a a tulpa of her lost boy. Um, A scrawled message from Olivia dated mysteriously months after she died stated that she was sorry and she would not let... And quote that vile evil creature unquote do any more harm
1: oh so she fucked it up
0: yes um so that's okay so I think lesson you know. learned
1: here don't make tulpas of real people I think maybe something yeah, gets really fucky when you do that like there's only so many oh, yeah fucky, fucky. <laughs> If there's one time I like to it. use fucky, it's now. Um, yeah, uh, I think. Well, because he would, would be. Permission. If anything, she should have been trying to summon him as a ghost because he's a real person. A tulpa is something that like you have to create with brain power. But if you're creating something with just memories and all your memories are laced with grief, whatever comes out the other side
0: is going to be vile and evil. Well, yeah, and <sighs> oh, my god, oh my, god, I'm so sorry. my god, that was intense. <laughs> I've been drinking Coke Zero since we started. Uh, um, that was fight. May or may not cut that out? I don't know. I think
1: we should leave it.
0: Um, Yeah, since he was a real person, I feel like that might have, and he died a traumatic death, I feel like that might have um, fucked with it a lot. Okay, so the 911 um, calls, you
1: said that she had died months earlier. So are we saying that the Tolpa did get created and like called
0: 911? Like who called 911? I assume the Tolpa called 911. But the Tulpa 9-1-1. is vile and evil. Why is it helping the bitch? Look, man i just found a tumblr post based on a memory i had of reading this story <laughs> i have i think for what i was working with i knocked it out of the park uh, <laughs> no i'm so
1: glad you're about to run out of soundboard credit yeah, yeah me too man me too. too but oh yeah i have more questions than answers but about to that my credit
0: now. yeah uh, to my credit i have been using the soundboard very uh, long. <laughs> no
1: you have not i'm cutting you off from the soundboard you've been cough. okay um okay another question about the story we're just diving right into it if she was so obsessed with creating a tulpa to the point that she like you know was actually fucking doing it okay. she should know that when you create a tulpa it becomes sentient and like separate from you so why did she think
0: not if you're a desperate grieving person. Well,
1: yeah, but I just mean like in general, the whole concept of a tulpa is that it's like sentient and it like well, yeah, becomes and its that's own
0: being. She was in for, but she didn't really consider the fact that it was a real person and that it was all grief stricken no, and then he died a traumatic death, so it got him fucked up. And she was like, "Oh no, I don't want you to be sentient anymore." And then it killed her. Oh. Uh see i was
1: when you told me the story the first time around i read it as she killed herself thinking that ending her brain involvement would kill the tulpa
0: no no, i think she like stroked out or something
1: but she said that she didn't want to let the tulpa into the world that makes it sound like it was Um, a choice for her to die
0: that note however was scrawled uh scrawled is a direct quote um months after she died oh oh then who the fuck wrote the note yeah that's why it's scary <laughs> um creepy all right so uh, do you have
1: anything to add on to that because that's the end of my Tolpa notes but i know that what you no, research is probably different
0: if jordan peele is looking for people to write for his new twilight zone um i am available for an adaptation of that story
1: yeah can i act in it can Just- i be can i be the Tolpa?
0: <laughs> you want to be the dead little boy have you seen my haircut i would play that quite it's well true i am very pale true. i have boy hair i could play that part. um right so are is that all we got that's all we got on tulpas all right so uh if you have a tulpa of your own have it tweet at us at afternoonified uh or send us a DM on Instagram at Afternoonified. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash Afternoonified. No trouble no, allowed on get Facebook.
1: It's facebook.com slash afternoonified. Yeah, it is.
0: <laughs> What's our website,
1: smartass? www.getafternoonified.com where you can listen to past episodes. You can find beautiful pictures of us. You can see past.
0: We really need to update those pictures of us.
1: Yeah, we really should. Um, you can also donate money, which always helps us with hosting. And then, if you guys enjoyed the soundboard, maybe Emily can afford
0: the soundboard in the future. <laughs> we can only hope. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: no oh, run. Um, <sighs> also, if you
1: guys donate money, we're more likely to actually be able to put out T-shirts that say "ha ha ha borscht." <laughs> so it's worth yeah, so. giving us your money.
0: I I am uh looking into being able to do merch for you guys. I for one would love to drink my coffee at work out of a mug that says teleportation but magic. I don't think I could get away with that at my
1: work, but I would very much like a coffee cup
0: that says ha oh, ha
1: oh, oh, So
0: Um, so yeah, like I said in the last episode, if you have something that you'd like to see on a t-shirt or you have, like, you want the afternoon to fight logo on like a baseball tee, like, let me know and I can get you that teleportation butt magic crop top.
1: Yeah, we'll find ways. We're looking into the exact mechanisms, whether we're going to go local or whether we're going to try to do like cafe press or something. We're figuring out what's going to be most cost effective and quality assured. Yeah. So
0: um, so we're working on it for you guys. Yeah. Um, there are more of you than I thought there were. Yeah. I'm always a little surprised by our, uh, our numbers. Speaking of which, uh, if you are listening to us on iTunes, please subscribe, rate, review, reviews, get us seen. Um, and same with Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you're listening to this. Um, even leave us a comment on SoundCloud if you're being weird and listening to it on SoundCloud. Some people do that. We have SoundCloud listeners. So other than... <laughs> us this episode has been brought to you by tampons tampons um what is our code for the tampons it has been brought to you by lola tampons um this is a weird ad but uh ryan wanted to do tamps so yeah, i got really sick of audible ads so we're doing tampons today uh so uh, if you go to try my slash afternoonified you will receive it's in a different document i <laughs> put all uh, the information in so many different documents Not to fucking randall it's not my randall. problem um so if you go to trymylola.com dot slash afternoonified um you can get a 50 uh savings on your first order um so you can get your first two box order uh for nine dollars instead of 18 that's all i have do we have more that we talk about I don't think mm, so. No, I think that's it, unless we have any
1: uh, stuff coming up, which we don't. Um, you can talk about Boo Haha and I can mention my other rights.
0: Um, so you guys know about my other podcast, Boo Haha, where I bring a comedian or a guest on and we um, discuss a go well, I, I read them a ghost story and they tell jokes about it. I just had Carolyn Maine from the River City Podcast Federation on. Um she's super funny i'm gonna have shane hosey on soon and i had devin from thinking sideways which i know a lot of you buttheads listen to yeah uh she super was exciting right um so yeah that's Boo ha ha. uh it's on a place you can find it on itunes i don't have a website for it
1: okay um i will be launching another podcast here at the end of march early april um kind of in the break between uh, semesters or quarters at school um with my mom and it's called my messed up mom so be keeping an eye out for it and basically i'm gonna get my mother drunk or stoned every episode and then we're gonna ask each other cringy questions and laugh and snort and maybe vomit but it's gonna be a good time so just we'll be, discussing be ready for an event <laughs> no we're going to avoid current events because then the show will be a fight and then we could probably get in on this whole uh legends of wrestling thing we could be uh <laughs> i think that could go well so who knows what's gonna happen Well, i'm
0: looking forward to that it'll be it'll be good. Stuff. that's gonna be fun yeah,
1: it'll be really good stuff
0: um oh side note uh, if you have a ghost story that is yours that happened to you and you'd like to, to tell me about it, you can email it to boohahapod at gmail.com. Um, I love listener emails because they are often funnier than the stuff that I write.
1: <sighs> all right. Well, I think that's all we have
0: for today, folks. Folks. Yes. So folks. Uh so we will see you. Uh I don't know why I did that. We will see you uh in two weeks. Bye. 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 Uh. Oh, oh, What up, America? You might not know it yet, but it is your boy, Shane Hosey, host of the Hosey Hustle Podcast. It's a podcast where me and a guest take product ideas, business ideas from you, the audience, and we punch them up, make them better, and get them out ready for the market. Our success stories include cigarettes for dogs, a rock wrapped in leather. Sexy airport luggage and many more. My guests have included host of the Room of Requirement Two Thirty Seven podcast, Caitlin Warehouser, Portland sweetheart Mary Newmare, and frequent contributor to the Cracked podcast, Stephen Wilbur, among many others. You can check us out. We are part of the River City Podcast Federation, and you can find us at SoundCloud at Hosey Hustle. You can find us at Twitter at Hosey Hustle and Facebook at Hosey Hustle. That's H O S E A. H-U-S-T-L-E, Hosey Hustle. Hey, hope you have good markets, and now I'm going to let you get back to whatever the hell it is you were listening to.